It's the Coffee Club with Pearl, Tommy, Mike, and Mike on AllSportsCleveland.com, the talk of the land. What a week, what a two weeks it's been since we've been all way from the Coffee Club. AllSportsCleveland.com, talk of the land, listen to the Coffee Club coming at you each and every Friday from 10 a.m. to noon. Got my co-host, Tommy Pearl, Mike with me. What up? It's been a long time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Um, <laughs> seriously, I mean, it, this is, you know, it's 2021, guys. Yeah. Hats off. Hats off to it. We made it. Yeah. I got put in the, I got put in the, uh, well, Mike, you only married one here. I got put in the doghouse two days ago. What'd you do? Listen, man, my, 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 I live in a small apartment. My apartment looks like an Amazon warehouse right now. Okay. Like, my wife orders a ridiculous amount of stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, Sounds like the trash was sitting on the floor, I guess. I threw away, like, three pairs of shoes. What? Didn't even know it was, didn't even know it was trash, bro. She kicked in the door like the Incredible Hulk. Dude. Got that, you got that roadcaster, though. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, I that's, probably, there. that's probably what made it worse. Yeah, thank, um, God, thank God nobody, like, threw no trash away, because she was pissed. I mean, I've bro, never seen. So wait a minute, did she actually get him back though? Yeah, I got him back. Oh. Like I, I went out. It was like midnight when she got home, and I was just she was she just kicked the door in. I was like, Yo, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I didn't know what the hell was going. I was asleep. You know what I mean? Oh, like, dude, that's the worst, man. All bad, man. But other than that, man, we what, what a week, man. We lose. Uh, I want to propose a question to y'all. I'm gonna ask y'all what the hell is going on because in a, in a span of a week, it's been like the best worst week ever, man. You know, we went we made the playoffs, and then we lose half our team to COVID. We lose the coach to COVID. We lose a, a Hall of Fame caliber shortstop. And his sister moves to New York City. I think that's the most disappointing thing for Mike that he lost uh, the sister, you know, yeah. to Francisco Lindor. You okay? I mean, it's so hard to say goodbye yesterday. You know, what yeah. Twenty twenty one is not off to a good start for you, huh? Seven day free trial. I need my money back. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what's brewing. What's brewing on our first show of twenty twenty one? As just talked about, the Cleveland Indians has traded Francisco Lindor and. Starting pitcher Carlos Carrasco. Uh, Lindor is a 285 career hitter, has averaged 29 home runs, 86 RBIs, and 21 steals in his six major league seasons. Also, as a two time gold glove winner. 285 career switch hitter. Yeah, switch hitter. That's one of the highest. Yeah. And, you know, we've had some serious discussions about this, and this is something that, you know, we all, you know. Oh, this hurts, dude. You know, in our show we prep, knew, we all knew it was coming. Though our show prep, we kind of spotted this for an hour because you know this is it's a lot of things heavy. to touch with this. It's heavy on on so many different levels. Yeah, and I think it. Um, I mean, it cuts so deep with every one of us too. You know, I, we're all Indians fans, and and let's face it. I mean, Francisco Lindor has been the face of this franchise for the last five six years now. Yeah. Ever Drafted, since, yeah. Well, it was Michael Brantley, right? A couple of years, yeah. and then he moves on to Houston, and then it is officially Lindor, and then Kluber gets traded, and then Lindor's that last remaining kind of piece, you know. And now he's gone, and now the Indians' name is going to be gone. Chief Wahoo's gone, and sell the team, Dolan. Sell the team. You're talking about a guy that was drafted in 2011 by the uh, Cleveland Indians, developed through the farm system, and we lost him, and we really got back pennies on a dollar in return. We didn't even get either of the Nets. Uh, the Nets, I'm sorry, the Mets' top five prospects. Might as well have been the Nets. It's the baseball prospect we got probably can't play any worse than a prospect from the New Jersey Nets. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. What are they now? New York? Yeah. I mean, Brooklyn. You, Brooklyn. You look at Josh Wolf, Isaiah Green. Guys were not even the one or two prospects in the Mets' uh, farm system. You got Andres, Jimenez, and Ahmad Rosario, you know, back. So uh, we really didn't get much for him. I guess where I'm at with this is 
I'm not surprised it happened. I was kind of at this point waiting on it. But the thing that's so disappointing is the fact that we waited so long to make this move mm -hmm. to where we got nothing back in return. It's almost like if you should yeah. you should either traded him two years ago or yeah. you should have signed him. One hundred percent. I was just gonna say, were you surprised it was the Mets and not somebody else? No, the, I mean the Mets have a win now mentality. I think um, they're trying to go out and do something because I mean, look at it. He's up for for free agency at the end of this year. Well, he's getting yeah. paid, so you know, no, I know uh, he will. But I'm just saying. I mean, he may get paid by somebody else. What if? So, like you said, what if L.A. offers him a, a $300 million plus contract? There's no guarantee he stays like, with the Mets. It's just like the right. LeBron James. Yeah, but I don't think L.A. L.A. just won a World Series with Mookie Betts. They don't need anything else. They're already on that level. Well, Lindor, I, I think, definitely puts the Mets in that category. And he's probably going to get a Mookie, Mike Trout level contract at the end of this season. Yeah, that it's that's the part that stings, though. It, we could have paid him that. I was dead set against it until... Giannis. Yeah. That I just made... Gonna, um, I got something that's going to change my mind about that player. Pro, I mean, I'm not pro player no more. Not I, I was. Not Tell no me more. why. I will. We'll get to that late, like later. Okay. I got to ask you a question about... Because uh, it's more so it's more so geared towards the NFL. But my question to y'all, the cookie aspect of this, do you think that the Indians asked for the for the, for the Mets to take him because of the contract? Probably. I think so. He's 33 you, with you 12 million a year. Like, hey, take take him take him off our hands, and then we give you Lindor too. Yeah, well, he's 33 years old. He has 12 million dollars on his contract for this season and next season, so 24 million dollars left on this deal. For whatever reason, they felt like they need to cut the cap tremendously. I don't understand why, but I absolutely think that they asked the Mets to take him due to his age and his contract. Well, and he's he's had a sharp fall off too, Cookie. I mean, ever since that injury, he hasn't really come back from. Yeah. And and I'm talking about where he took the ball to the head. Do you guys remember that? That. Yeah. Well, I think. Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah. I think the cookie, the cookie thing is, I mean, the city of Cleveland loved him. He was great for a while. Yeah. You know, comeback story is excellent. But when it, when you look at our, our pitching rotation, the whole aspect of lo losing Carlos Carrasco doesn't sting that much because it's almost like, you know, there's a pitcher in waiting at all times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. a couple guys, Plesak, uh, the young kid, uh, what's his name, McKinney or McKenzie? They had came up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Th those guys are going to be ready to take the next up, you know, next season or this upcoming season. But I don't know, man. I, I'm just trying to wrap my head, head around the mentality of the Dolans because us playing in a small market, you know, I listened to Adam Nabool yesterday and he put this out perfectly. They condition you or brainwash you to think that because you play in a small market that you can't afford to retain top talent. And the reality is the St. Louis Cardinals play in a small market. I think we all know that. It's about who your owner is. You, they have an owner there that's willing to spend to keep the team competitive. Their payroll yeah. is right now five times what the Cleveland Indians pay, payroll is. And then you can look even down 77 to the Cincinnati Reds, small market team. They paid Votto a whole lot of money. So this yeah, whole this and whole that, narrative that a small market team can't retain that top talent, yeah. I, I call BS on that. You know, for it whatever comes, reason, it comes down to your culture. Like you, you could argue that the Pittsburgh Steelers are a small market team. Oh, for sure they yeah. are. What what about Pittsburgh but, says big market or or large market? I mean, that's I mean, nothing. Think, think about nothing. this: right. the San Diego Padres they play in San Diego, California, but they're considered a small market team. Yeah, well, San Diego is a small market because no one can afford to live there. But at the same time, yeah. look at the moves they made this offseason. No, I I, I totally get what you're saying yeah. i don't have to like it but. oh no i mean it's just one of those situations yeah. to where it's crazy at this point it's the 28 other mlb teams versus the yankees and dodgers I, i'm just i'm getting sick of that and yeah it, that's, me too it's funny that uh it brings up another point but we'll get to that later about ohio state so i guess the question now becomes 
Where do the Cleveland Indians go from here? What do this what does this Indians team look like this season? We know what the pitching rotation is like, but who's gonna hit the ball other than Ramirez? Yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, our have that strong of uh, a lineup, a batting order as it was, but I mean now you just took all the wind out of the sails. Yeah, you did. So where do we go from here? You gotta sign somebody, but they're who? They're not gonna put up any money. We just we saw that. I, Chris Antonetti believes that this move these moves can still keep the Indians competitive this season. I don't I, I don't see how. I don't either. I disagree. No. By competitive, maybe that means having an above 500 record, but even that. Well, you're the third best team in the Central. Absolutely, yeah. You know, the White Sox is probably the class of this division right now. Um, The Twins. crazy. The Twins are still solid. That's crazy. And we are going in the opposite direction. If you would have said three years ago that the White Sox are the best team in the AL Central, that's insane, man. I'll say this. I'll say this. You can look at the White Sox for the last three years and see that they were on their way because they yeah. were they were developing some solid bats. You know, the think, White Sox. Yeah, think about a uh, Dude, two years ago they couldn't they couldn't hit water if they fell off a boat, man. Ma, don't uh, Abreu plays there, the young kid. Mm-hmm. They, I think he I think he won MVP last year. right? Yeah, he did. He did, and you know he came up through their farm system, and they got another. Yeah. They got a lot of young talented bats. That right there is what the Dolans are are banking on. They pride mm-hmm. themselves on taking these deep dives on somebody who was fifth round pick or something in the right. draft of some some right. grade a prospect I, dude i'm sick of this i'm so sick of waiting and developing a player man go out and sign somebody so we can win you let frankie walk fine go find somebody else now absolutely absolutely i'm it's sorry just, i don't mean to get too upset but no man, you should be i mean i think even if the indians do sign somebody mike's talking about are they that doesn't make them good enough i don't think yeah, no, no you're no, not gonna no, get no, a lindor like there's no one player that's gonna make us win 90 games you know what i mean so yeah like, they really I, up with this one man i mean they like, win the ball like you said like, bro we could sign them or let them go two years ago because mm-hmm. trading him right now his value was so depreciated and he didn't have the best season no last he season. didn't he his stock fell so he, th- those two things it just didn't make sense to trade him now you either traded him two years ago where his value was at the max or you found a way to to have resigned him you this know is like, like i was saying earlier, this is like the lebron effect you let him walk yeah. or you get something, well we wasn't gonna trade lebron you, you get what i'm saying though no right. but what, okay so wh- why didn't we take one more season with him and then let him walk after it i mean we got nothing in return anyway so wh- yeah. what well, I nobody knew we wasn't gonna get nothing for him i mean this is stupid like, i think I, 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 it's mind-blowing because you know, I've said before, I don't trust the Dolans, but I, I kind of always thought that Chris Antonetti would not take a deal if it was not the best deal on the table. Right. For you to go to the Mets and the Mets have, I think, two or three of Major League Baseball's overall top 10 prospects, and you don't get that, what you get is their number eight and number 10 prospect in their farm system. That's ridiculous. Like, you didn't even get anything to set yourself up for the future two or three years from now. Right. You know, because I can't say that any of these guys are going to bank out to be anything. This Andre uh, Gimenez guy, you know, they talked about on the radio that he was a hot prospect when he came up. He's been in the major leagues four years, really has been nothing more than an above average baseball player. So I'm not seeing how. How it adds up. So let me just get this straight. So it seems like we're all on the same page, but it's not necessarily the fact that Lindor got traded. It was the timing of it, right? Right. Okay. Right. The, the timing and what we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because I had to. Or I, lack thereof. Yeah. Like I I had to even understand, okay, they are not going to resign him. And that took a lot for me to kind of come to grips with. But once I came to grips with it, it was 
if you trade him, get as much back as you can in return. And they failed to do so. Right. That, I think I'm pretty sure we talked about this on our first show. Did we not? That yeah. National yeah. College Radio Day. We did. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking then that they should have traded him, that they should have traded him last year. So this is nothing new. It's just another another round of, of the Dolan's, Dolan's Cheaps, you know. No! Get out. Yeah. We're done with you. Got to go. Got to go. Yeah, they are. They are. Our payroll this year is going to be under $50 million. 30, $35 million. $35 million payroll. Like, at what point does somebody step in and say you have to pay somebody? This is this yeah. is ridiculous. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We have a $35 million payroll. What was Frankie's contract? What was he asking? Uh, I think it was, what, $30 million a year? So, yeah. What did we save all that money for then? That's the question. Jesus. Man. Do you think, do you think Dan Gilbert would buy the Indians? I think if he could, he probably would. I, I know Mark Cuban has had a, a lot of interest, and I heard the— Mark Cuban? Yeah, I heard— uh, really? What's that guy named that owns the uh, Clippers? Oh, Steve. Yeah, he might Steve have interest Steve. in owning a Major League Baseball team as well. But the thing is, Dolan doesn't Hold seem on, like wait. he wants to sell. The racist old dude? No, 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 no. No, Bomber, Bomber is a new owner. Oh, yeah, that's the guy who— uh, The he, one that got kicked out. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, does Dolan want to sell? We all in the city wants him to, but does he look like he he wants to sell? No, he's too comfortable, man. Like you know, when you do, when you the cash cow, you calling the shots. Ain't nobody gonna take you off the throne, you know, unless you want. Man. You don't. You no, know. and and if you look at it, he don't need us. He, he doesn't need to put together a winning franchise. He's in Cleveland. He knows we're gonna go to the games no matter what. Um, I mean, look at what the Browns just did for the last yeah. twenty years. They eighteen years. Well, they, Put out crap. The Indians attendance is consistently at the bottom. You're right. You're right. It is abysmal, but I think that has a lot. They do. I think last year or like consistently they're in the top three of local TV markets because everybody watches Matt and Rick. I got to be honest, dude. They really are your stereotype. I I love those two, man. Yeah. Calling the games. And then you throw Andre not in the mix. Yeah, but Hammy's the goat. Of course. I feel like this. I feel like the Dolans should absolutely sell the team if you don't have any interest in spending real money to make your team competitive. The fact of the matter is we were up 3-1 in the World Series in 2016. You all know how many playoff games we've won since then? Two. We've won two playoff games since then. This, this was a team that was five years ago on the brink of being a consistent contender for the World Series, and we've only won two playoff games since and instead of spending the money to make the team better he looked at the situation and said you know what i'm not even going to spend this much let's just make the team worse you have a guy that's playing a billion dollar game with million dollar money yes yeah he and he blew it all up to start over and it's ridiculous i mean we've been down this road so many different times i could not help but to think about manny ramirez when this trade happened i could not help but to think about manny ramirez dude that yeah, that was rough, man. You I know, um I idolized that guy. I, I cannot up. help but to think about CC Sabathia. Yeah, you know these are guys that were Cliff Lee. Cl- yeah, yeah, these were guys that were cornerstones of the franchise. You know, I'm I'm not even the, when the Clooper trade happened last year. I felt like okay, good for the Indians. You still got a lot of pitching, and you're getting out ahead of it because Kluber had started to get hurt. 
but he had never shown us any type of quality play in the playoffs. That was my issue with him. He just so, kind of choked. He nah, he almost uh, reminiscent of uh, Clayton Kershaw. You know, on on a brighter side of things, if you wanted to look at a glass half full versus glass half empty, uh, we witnessed the Washington Nationals win a World Series immediately the year after Bryce Harper left, and nobody thought that they had a chance to do so. So, I mean, you could argue we've seen the St. Louis Cardinals win the World Series without our Pujols. So, these things can happen, but to me, those franchises are ran a little bit better than our franchises ran. Yeah. And that's why those things are able to happen. You know what it's all about, man? It's kind of unfortunate. Have a dog night. (laughs) I mean, so, yeah. So, hey, y'all guys want to talk to Buckeyes for a half hour? My God, Dabo, man. I love Dabo, man. That's, that's my thing. I still like Dabo, man. You still like Dabo? I, I think Dabo is my, is my, is my I think guy. he's a chooch. Hey, since, since we switching this, before before we even get deep into Ohio State versus Alabama, I just want to say a big, big, big thank you to the University of Michigan. Uh, as many of you all know by now, they gave Coach Harbaugh a five-year extension. So I just want to say, hey. I just want to say thank you to the University no, no, no. of he Michigan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. That, that when did you is, hear this? This happened last week. They finalized the deal. No, 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 no. He, did, did he sign it? Is, can you... it's, it's finalized with a Are you low kidding? buyout. I just want to say thank you to the University of Michigan. Because of that move, man. we will continue our dominance over the school up north. So thank you. I, uh, dude, I'm stunned right now. I had no idea. I didn't I'm, hear I'm that. I'm happy. <clears throat> I'm happy right now. Why would you extend that contract? I don't know, but I don't care. I'm glad they okay. did. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you guys do you, man. Yeah. You yeah. are. But, uh, yeah, you know, Dabo. That's like the Jets giving Adam Gase a five-year extension. Yeah. Man. So I think Dabo put his foot in his mouth. And Wait, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not testing your credibility. I swear I didn't think you signed it. I didn't. I thought he offered it, but he didn't finalize it. Like, he didn't sign a contract yet. The deal is being finalized. That's insane. How soon did you hear that he? Because I, I swear he was looking at. I, you heard I, I it here heard, first on the coffee club. The deal right. is being finalized. I heard too. Um, His record's not even that good, right? No. Yeah, it's not. Like, I, I, know, I, I against the time, Michigan, but I did. I heard two NFL teams was looking at him. That's why he did not sign. Now the deal level. is being finalized. It has a low buyout though. So that NFL head, head uh, coaching search is going to get very interesting. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, Urban Meyer has been in talks with Jacksonville. Yeah, he wanted twelve million a year, and I don't think they're gonna pay him that. Yeah, um, it's it's a lot of coaches. That's uh, Marvin Lewis might get a second chance. You know, people believe that he's a coach that can uh, change the culture of a franchise. I actually agree with that. I just think it was time for him to go in Cincinnati. Um, he did have Cincinnati consistently good, but he fell victim to another owner who's cheap that didn't want to do anything to spend any money to make the team top quality. So hopefully he gets another chance. I think Jim Caldwell will get a chance. Eric B. Enemy, of course, is the hot name. Uh, you got the offensive coordinator. I can't think of his name from the Tennessee Titans. This is another guy that a lot of people are looking at. Uh, the 49ers defensive coordinator is another guy. Um, there's, there's some solid guys out there. Pep Hamilton is a guy that you know Tony, Tony Dungy spoke on that he believes deserves a shot to be a head coach in the NFL. So remember when he was here? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. You know, and I isn't, also remember when he was with Andrew Luck. Isn't the uh Northwestern coach another hot name yeah. for the NFL? Yeah. So yeah. um it's interesting to see, you know, this is always a fun time of year. I'm glad that the Browns are not included. Uh 
you know, in the in the off season drama, the storyline. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We didn't fire a coach. No, we didn't fire a coach. When can you believe that? What? Yeah. Look at this. No, our general manager either. So COVID fired your coach. Looks like we're moving on up. Yeah. So it's uh, it'd be interesting to see. I am personally excited to see a lot of minority coaches. Seems like this year we'll get some real opportunities to become head coaches this year. I know. In years past, it seemed like just on the surface they were just getting interviews just because they had to. But it seems like oh. a lot of these men are actually serious candidates to take over some of these teams this year. Yeah, that was very much a um, – it was on paper. They had – yeah. Yeah. Like we have to right. – That Doesn't it seem like a little bit more authentic this year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, dude, historically there's not that many uh, African-American coaches, but there there needs to be, man. Look what Mike Tomlin has done. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Yeah. I hate the he Steelers. Should be, he but should be the poster child for that. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous, especially when a lot of African Americans play the sport. So it would be nice if they had somebody that looked like them in the head role. Yeah, you know, just just making sure they get the fair chances yeah. to you know get a chance to show, to to put their expertise out there um, to be able to coach these teams, like you said, because a lot of these guys, you know, if you're good enough to play, you should be good enough to coach. Um, you know, I look at our situation here in Cleveland. Not only do we have a black general manager, but we have the youngest damn general manager in football, no matter 32. the color, 32 years old. And he's done a phenomenal job. So, you know, um, it's just it's exciting to see Who's people, Andrew Barry. Yeah. yeah. It's just exciting to see some of these men get like legit opportunities this upcoming season. It's a lot of nice jobs out there. The Houston Texans job um, is a job that you, you got Deshaun Watson. That's yeah. a, that's an excellent building block to start with. Just like getting behind the wheel of a Lamborghini. Man. Yeah, I mean, you just you just pull up in it and you do what you have to do. Yeah. So I think that you know it'll be interesting to see who who takes these jobs and you know because I think ultimately the coaches that take some of these jobs will determine on how fast that organization can turn around. I know if I'm a team like the Jets, I need a culture guy. I need a yeah. guy that's going to come in to change the entire culture. I don't need a first-time head coach. I need somebody who's been around a block. Um, I think Jim Caldwell would be perfect for that situation. He was an assistant to Tony Dudgy for a long time uh, with the Colts. He actually took over and then took the Colts to the Super Bowl. Um, he was solid when he was in Detroit. He had that that franchise in the playoffs two of his three years he was there. And so I just think that in an organization like that, you already have a quarterback. I think Sam Darnold still has something in the tank. You get a coach in that can command some respect. I think they'd be okay. I think he'll be a guy that's perfect for them to change the culture. Yeah, so I don't, don't think you don't ahead. think the Jets will go after Justin Fields. Yeah, he won't be there. Uh, well, the Jets have what the number three pick or the number two? No, they have a number two pick. I think you think Justin Fields is going number one. I thought they were picking three, right? You know, be picking two. Well, I yeah, think. No, I, whew, I mean, depends on how much they believe in uh, Sam Darnold because you you will have Jamar Chase. Sitting right there, uh, everybody know he, you know he was the wide receiver uh, from LSU that set out this past season. But the season before that, he bought his ass off. I mean, do you blame him really with everything that's happening? No, I mean he he made the right choice. Yeah. He's still going to be a top five pick, right? So I think it's hard to say what the Jets would do. I probably wouldn't give up on Sam Darnold that fast. But then that leaves a that leaves a a, a good question at three. How fast is it though? I mean, it's been it's been three years. He's been him and Baker's been in the league the same amount of time. But you know, I've argued. Oh, really? The, I've argued this point before. Out of all the quarterbacks that was drafted that year, he was put in the worst situation. Sam Darnold. You have a general manager that is incompetent. You had a head coach. I mean, did you see Adam Gase's first interview from when he was hired? 
That should have told you everything. No, you but I'm gonna to go look at it now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you should have seen his eyes. He looked like he was high or something. Really? Yeah. So that should have told you everything you needed to know <laughs> yeah. about how that situation would turn out. But I think he's a good player. They drafted uh, a left tackle, so they have some building blocks. He needs a solid number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he needs. He needs a running game. Um, I wouldn't give up on him that quick. I'll tell you what, the running game. Uh, it, that's invaluable, What especially what the Browns have had this year. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Yeah, because yeah, I, I got something about that, about every team that has a solid running game. Those are going to be the teams to look out for. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you why I'm no longer a pro player. But go ahead. Are talking about the Buckeyes now? Yeah, let's you talk about the Buckeyes. You guys want to get into that? All right, I got a little sound clip hey, for before you. Before we do the Buckeyes, shout out to the five and four Cavaliers. They don't suck anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's awesome. Ohio State versus Alabama for the national championship oh, here. night. You ready? Let's go. Oh, that's dope. That's Van the land. Yeah. Here we go. Fuck it, let's do this all day. O-H. I-O. I-O. Are we going to get it done this weekend I or think what? So. I think so. Well, not really this weekend. It's Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear Nick saving his daughter? Did anybody? Uh... Yeah, they, we scared and all that. It's like, listen, man. Yeah. I don't know what the hell is going on. People taking shots at, at the state of Ohio this weekend, man. Yeah. Just, yeah. Hey, you know what? Let her talk. Look what happened yeah. when Dabo ran his mouth. Yeah. Dude, he set his, and this is actually one thing I did want to bring up before we get full into the Buckeyes. Dabo set his team up for one of the biggest trap games in their college oh, football yeah. career. I mean, let, like, me, let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. Dabo is my guy, man. Like, no, no, all his comments to the side. Dabo is a great coach. Tell me he's not. He is. He's a, he yeah. Said, yeah. Said, well, we all been there before. And it, I, and I, the reason why I'm not defending him, I said that two weeks ago when we was in studio. We shouldn't have been there. No, I'm glad right. there we won, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to backtrack and, you know, try to, you know, retrace my steps. He was right with what he said. He didn't say they were number 11 because they're not good. He said that they played six games and they should have been. They, you don't put them over a team that played 13 games. That's what he said. It's just how he said it, I should say. But having said that, now watching the game, now yeah. how do you feel? Dude, blowing out the number two team in the nation by three touchdowns is not bad at all for the 11th ranked team. Well, no, I, I, get, Fantastic. What, I get what Mike is saying. Yeah. Um, he has no problem with what he said. Actually, Jeff Phelps said the same thing. That he feels like he has no issue with Davo said, um, because Davo never said that we weren't talented. Davo's thing is we played six games, and Nick Saban has actually said the same thing. He actually felt like Texas A and M should have been in before us. I mean, so but what are we talking now here? Right? I mean, are it, we talking about the best four teams, or are we talking about like your overall games played? I think the best four total? teams got. Well, I'm not gonna say the best four teams got in, and I'm not talking about. Us being Ohio State, Notre Dame got their doors blown off. Dude, that yeah. was rough. That was a beatdown. You can argue Notre Dame probably shouldn't have been there. Yeah, I could. I I, I don't know. I mean, would Texas A and M Texas A and M have fared any better against Alabama? You know what I, I mean? Like, I don't think so, dude. I don't think so. From everything I've heard about Alabama this year, it's like they they have the offense. They have the highest. What's his face? Mac Jones has the highest QBR. They have it, the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I, I mean, but he's got the highest QBR yeah. in, like, FBS history They had right two now. guys that finished in the top three of the Heisman vote. And three in the top five. Right. You know what's interesting, though? Ohio State still churns out more NFL talent. 
consistently. They they've got to be one and two though. Uh, Alabama's, Alabama's up there. Uh, so no, Ohio, yeah, they're definitely top three. I Ohio think. State consistently puts. I mean, dude, look at what happened from last like, year. Why does our defense awful? Because it got shredded by the draft. I kind of got a big bold statement. Outside of the quarterback position, Patrick Sertan is probably the best overall player in this draft. Who's that? The corner from Alabama. You wouldn't you wouldn't say like Devontae Smith or Najee Harris or yeah. any of those dudes? No. Patrick Sertan plays corner, yeah. first of all. You can leave this kid on an island with anyone. I think he's overall the best player. That's coming out this year. So you think he's going to be cornerback in the league, or are they going to put him on the offense and make him run routes? I think he's going to be one of the top corners in the NFL. Really? Yeah. Dude, I mean, if this guy can catch, if he's that good, why don't you? Well, I mean, I mean, he's big, he's physical, he can tackle, he he can play on the outside, he can play on the inside. So he's like one of the best shutdown corners. Yeah, he, he has excellent ball skills. He's one of the to me. I I told somebody I think he's the best corner to come out in the, uh, the draft in the last three years at least. Really? At least. Okay. Better than uh, Richard Sherman in his prime? We shall see. Yeah. But I'm willing to put my money on it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Now I'm excited to watch the kid play. Yeah, he can play. I, I tell you what, go back and pull up his highlights from this season, last season, and the season before last. Okay. This kid has been good for a long time. But I'm going to have to check that out after the show for sure. I think he, uh, him in the corner from um, LSU, Stinkley, yeah. he's pretty good too. You know, I'll tell you one that's overrated. I'm starting to think Sean Wade is overrated. Dude, starting to. All right, look, I'm just going to go back and, to your point, point out what happened at Penn State. Now, I know they were great catches, but, dude, he got he got burned on both them routes. Did you see how he, he got his, the draw shook out for him in a, in, a, in a game versus Clemson? No, what happened now? Oh, Which one? It was a route put on him. He failed twice. Was that one of their scoring drives? Yeah. On the, on yeah. the right side? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I do know exactly what you're talking about. Let me say this about Sean Wade, dude. He he plays he doesn't really play press coverage that well. He he gives he gives his receiver like five or ten yards mm-hmm. and that's how they end up gouging us is underneath. Yeah, absolutely. Because he bails on his route last minute and that I mean all it takes is a quick button hook or a look back to the quarterback. Dude, let me tell you something. Mac Jones is gonna shred him. I, I have breaking news. Go. The Browns facilities will remain closed Friday ahead of Sunday's wild card game. We haven't played. We haven't practiced not once, not once this week. We don't have our head coach. We are. We lost our Pro Bowl offensive tackle, right? And who's the other one? Well, we lost Batonio. I do believe Ronnie Harrison tested positive for COVID yesterday. Harrison, okay. I think Mac Wilson is being evaluated for COVID. Denzel Ward is still on the list. Uh, BJ Goodson is still on the list. Can I ask you another question? How do we win now? I don't see how. And and again, I'm not trying to come off as I'm making excuses for the Browns, but I don't see how the hell can you go play a game that you haven't even practiced. It's not even about Kevin Stefanski having COVID. It's the fact that this team has not been together on a football field since they won a game Sunday. Yeah. Apparently. And, and so I don't see how that team can, you know, just go – show up in two days and play you can't unfortunately i mean you look i don't care how many times you walk through like virtual practice or whatnot but it, it's um, not the same it is not no. at all man it's, it's not the same at all we'll see if that Steelers team that lost to cincinnati shows up the browns are going to the divisional round dude even even so, a walk through we'll isn't see. the same thing as like a full practice you know what i mean right so 
I don't know. I, they're not going to. You, you don't know how it's going to look. You know, Prefer hasn't had a chance to actually be in person with the team. Van Pelt hasn't even had a chance to call some some plays during practice. Yeah. So you really don't know what it's going to look like come Sunday night. No, you have. we have it, no it, idea. It is so unknown. But, you know, like Tommy said, it's something about these type of games that kind of just puts you on edge. You know, because I have family members that's Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I have other friends that's Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And they've all said the same thing that Tommy said, that – you know, all the stuff that Juju is saying and all the media is saying how, you know, this game is locked in. So they don't believe that because a lot of diehard Steelers fans, they feel like that when Mason Rudolph played the Browns last week, he played better than Big Ben has played in the last eight weeks. What you think, Tommy? He looked really good for for being Mason Rudolph. I think uh, part he was playing the Browns defense in the Browns secondary, which is not the best. Yeah. But he he did show tremendous improvement from last year. Um, overall, Ben is obviously the better quarterback, but Ben at this time, this season, Ben has looked like an MVP and he's looked like the worst quarterback in football. So it's really going it, to – this team really begins and ends with the success of Ben Roethlisberger. So it truly depends on which Ben shows up and which Steelers offense shows up. And I think that – coming back around to the Ohio State thing but I think that's the same thing for this game I think it's going to come down to who shows up Justin Field like what Mm -hmm. Justin Field shows up you know what I mean is it the one that's going to go ball out for 400 and some yards and three touchdowns or is it going to be the one that throws three picks I I don't know so let's get let's can I I say something real quick yeah this is totally off topic but I need to get this off my chest I got like the biggest slumlord in the country what's the matter this is why we need to be in studio he knocks on the door, you know, I had to go see what was going on. I almost torched this place like two weeks ago because, the, you know, the, the eyes on the stove, mm-hmm. they're like cross-connected for some reason. So I've got something on the front right. I turn it on. The back left is, uh, you know what I mean? It's an electric. Everything in the apartment is electric. But I mean, it's stupid stuff like that. You know, and it's like, I, I've learned like, you know, in an apartment, I got to get a house. I'm working on getting a house with me and my family and stuff like that. But water issues are the worst in apartments. Y'all know that part, right? Yeah, they are. They will get here. They will come here like like, like the flash if you tell them you got a water problem. So the 14th, I called them about the issue with the stove. And what's today's date? Today's the and, 8th. Yeah. And they showed up. Wait a minute. Two, how, two and a half weeks ago? Seriously? So, yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. So, go ahead. I, I, I digress. All right, well, since you have been gone, we broke some news that the Browns practice facility will remain closed today. So that gives us a whole week where we won't be able to practice. Yeah, Baker uh, hasn't even thrown the football all week. Yeah. We had one, one, one practice in two weeks. And uh, so we, we kind of pivot back to using that as what Justin Fields will show up. And, Mike, I'm going I'm, I'm to say this. When he got hit and kind of almost got his ribs broke, he got up. And he came back and threw a touchdown on that drive and then another one on the next drive. Justin Fields gained so much respect for me. Oh, God, yeah. The fact mm-hmm. that he stayed in that game. And I think the switch is on. Yeah. I, like, I don't think that. Yeah. I think the switch is, like, on now. I think Alabama better watch out. I, yeah. Dude, that's. And, and we thrive. I mean, absolutely thrive when everyone's counting us out. You know what I mean? Yes. 2015. Yep. Dude, we weren't supposed to do anything that year. Nobody had us picked for anything, and we go and run the table in the playoff that's win. Kind of, that's kind of the thing with all Ohio teams, right? They're, whenever they have any success, they're always the underdog. Look at the Cavs in 2016. Look at the Indians in 2016. 
right? Look at the Buckeyes. Yeah. Look at the Browns this year. Like, I don't know. Just when is an Ohio team ever the overwhelming juggernaut? It doesn't seem like ever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that well, it ever will be. Uh, we're eight point underdogs going into that game versus Saban and the boys. I mean, that's that's not bad. I it, expected it, is, it, it to be Alabama. a little more. Yeah, but dude, you know what? That's the other thing I'm sick of hearing. Who do they play? It's Alabama. Okay, yeah. they yeah. got a bunch of cupcake SEC schools, and then they got a few. They got a just like us. There's yeah. a bunch of crap teams in the Big Ten, and then there's a few big boys you got to watch out for. Yeah. Yeah. But, they, I mean, like you said, just like us, they really don't play nobody every year. So it's not like that their their schedule is just, oh, my God, they play this team and that team. No. Alabama yeah. can be beat. You know what? Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I I would <clears> – <throat> that's why I'm willing to say that Notre Dame – I mean, look at their schedule. They're an independent. They have the ability to, to schedule whoever they do, and they normally do. They they have a tough schedule every year. They don't. Yeah, they do. They don't play around. They go and schedule good teams and and do their thing. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm so sick of Nick Saban and everything yes. Alabama. The Patriots dynasty finally came to an end. Why can't the Alabama one? Yeah, dude. Seriously, this has been going on for like 50 like, years now. I'm yeah. done with it, dude. You could take Nick Saban. You could take Bear Bryant. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I, I start talking with my hands when I get excited. I'm going to sit on them. And by the way, Pearl, you were talking about that hit on Justin Fields and his ribs, right? Right. That thug player from Clemson, he is going to be a Baltimore Raven. Mark my words. <laughs> <laughs> Does he not fit that Ravens culture perfectly? I'm not going there, man. I'm I'm not going there. I'm not going to say they have a bunch of thugs on their team. I thought that's what he said. I thought he said thug player. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I think the I think the Baltimore Ravens has a solid culture. I think they won two Super Bowls. They are a constant playoff team. I mean, hell, they're what we want our Cleveland Browns to be one day. So, but I mean, I think Ohio State can win this game. I think Ohio State will win this game. Um, I think yeah, our team. Both defenses, both. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm saying that about an Alabama team. Their defense sucks, but. You know, Mike, when you was away, I was talking about Patrick Sertain. I think Sertain is a, probably the overall best player coming out of college in the draft, and I think he's the best corner that I've seen in the last three years. What you think? We we, we don't talk corners on the show. Like, you know, you got I got a, I have a personal vendetta against you about talking about cornerbacks. I love cornerbacks, man. Wait a minute, what now? What did I miss? Let's. I, I got it. Pearl, Pearl talks a lot, man. You know, Pearl's my guy. Like Pearl, when he has an opinion, you know. Denzel, COVID got Denzel Ward this time. But he was talking all this. I mean, and I went back and did my research. It's probably three cornerbacks in the league that are top. He's probably top three. Exactly. So, exactly. Mike drop. Mike drop. Oh, yeah. Why? What are we talking about? Denzel Ward being the best? Well, you know, I, I have a strong opinion about corners, and I think I rank my corners. I, I talked about Jahir Alexander. Oh, yeah, Mike, you, wasn't, you wasn't here for that show. When, yeah. Uh, did you play corner? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Talked about Jabir, uh, Jamari Alexander. Uh, I talked about Xavier Howard. I talked about Denzel Ward. It's some solid corners. Tredavion White uh, in Buffalo. I just love the position. I, I, Stephon Gilmore, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, yeah. Marlon Humphreys. Yeah. I can go. I wow. Just, I love the position. I mean, look, dude, it's, it takes a lot of, uh, if you think about it, it's a lot of endurance for that position. Because you're, you're running, you're sprinting on every play. Absolutely. It, it's just. Yeah, and for you to be out there battling and fighting for four quarters for 60 minutes, grabbing, hooking, you know what I mean? Like all the little cheap shots you see receivers and cornerbacks yeah. take. Dude, it takes its toll on you. So we got greatest corner of all time. Greatest, greatest corner, Deion Sanders. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, like what? 
Give him some applause, Mike. Yeah, whatever. Don't give me no applause. I'll listen to him. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Oh, that was the wrong one. I gave you the laugh track. Here, let's just say it one more time. Deion Sanders. Prime time. I jumped the gun with the sound effects. Darn it. We'll get used to it. Yeah. Give me some scores, man. I, I, I say... I'm gonna Real say, quick, I'm gonna say like 49, 40. It's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy high scoring game. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say 90 points, higher or lower. I say right, right, right about there. I'm gonna say under 90. Yeah, but I, not, but not by much. No, probably 80s. Yeah, mid 80s. Yeah, I said about 84. Maybe like 48, 34. Buckeyes 45, Bama 42. I'll take it. I'll take that. Hell Buck, yeah. Buckeyes 42, Bama 38. Yeah, I'd rather, I'll take that instead. Because here's the only problem. I don't want it to be that close. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, dude, I'm not going to be able to, just like the last one, the semifinal, I'm not going to be able to watch the whole thing. I have a 14-month-old daughter, right? She goes to bed, and then we kind of have to go to bed because she's up at the crack of dawn. I'm not staying up to watch the game until midnight. So... I watch as much as I can, fall asleep, and then watch the rest on DVR the next day. Dude, you're the you're the huge Buckeyes fan, and your team is in the national title game, and you're not going to watch it. I'm going to watch as much as I can. I'm just I'm I'm a realist. I know at some point I'm going to fall asleep on that couch Woody, over there. Woody Hayes is somewhere in his grave, turning over. You know what? Hey, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't go for or why'd you go for two there? Because I couldn't go for three, right? What's your daughter's name, Mike? Ariana. You said Brianna. No, Ariana, like Ariana Grande. Ariana. So yeah. you got to let them know because they don't, well, Pearl got, you got kids. We all got to let Tommy know. When they're that, when they're that young, it's, uh, it's Ariana's clock. It's not like a regular yeah. clock, it's Ariana's clock. So oh, dude. Yeah. They sleep, you sleep. They up, you up. Yeah. You do what much. they say, do. It, you're on a different clock. And, and it's a yeah. whole new level of tired, too. Like you. It's a different type of tired. Yeah. yeah. It, yes. It it like you're tight. This you're just exhausted all the time. It, you don't ever really recover from it until they're like five. Yeah, it's not like true. it's not like Tommy. You going to work and getting off and be like, man, damn, I'm tired. This is like around the clock type type stuff, you know. Dude, I, and I believe me, I try too. Like I, you know, my wife get home gets home and I'm like, oh, all right, man, I'm tired. Here you go. <laughs> it should be a, it should be a good game. I, I really expect yeah. us to come out as national champs. I, did I just get cut off? I think I did. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm just playing. I'm <laughs> sorry. But. Mike, you were saying, right, you don't want it to be close. I think we all know this is going to be a touchdown or less game. Uh, uh, yeah. This is not going to be a blowout either way. It's Ohio State. It's Alabama. This is probably going to come down to the final possession. This is the national championship that I think everybody was looking forward to because 2015, dude, did did you care about us beating Oregon then? No, I no. felt like uh, we should have, yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. That national championship uh, was the quarterfinal that year. Marcus Mariota yeah. ain't never been the same since. No. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. That, wa- that wasn't, yeah. This, here we go. This is a rematch to that, and let's get her done, man. Yeah, that's that's, <clears throat> that's, that's, that's handled our business. Hey, I'd love, love to be 2-0 and against Alabama in the playoff, or in the national championship. I agree with that. Oh, wait, no. That was the playoff, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean. Postseason. Yes. Postseason. We beat Nick Saban before we can beat him again. Yep. Y'all ready for that? For that? For, for uh, our therapeutic session here? Yeah. Full disclosure, Tommy. Man, this is nothing. Nothing. Nothing against you, man. You my guy, man. Like, but these Steelers, I'm. I'm about to go off, bro. Like, I, I'm so tired of these people. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm hey, tired. well, I'm, I told you before the show, right? I'm one of those Steelers fans who has more respect for Cleveland well, than the, the average the, person. The, but the because I like their the lack of respect that they have. Like, I mean, like these people. We're gonna get to it, but like I said, I'm. Dude, no, 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 no. shot. Let's start the segment I, off with this. I disagree with Juju, man. 
Let, He's wrong. Let, let's start the segment off with this. And I quote, I think they're the same Browns team I play every year. I think they're nameless gray faces. They have a couple of good players on their team, but at the end of the day, I don't know. The Browns is the Browns. Wow. Shots fired. Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster spoke with Tom Withers of the Associated Press earlier this week, and those were his comments. This is coming. If it was the same old Browns, it'd be 4 12 Yeah, we wouldn't even be in this position. This is coming from a guy who's danced on logos of opposing teams all season. Yeah, coming from a his guy opinion doesn't matter. Coming from a guy who has not had a hundred yards receiving since Antonio Brown has departed from Pittsburgh. Coming from a guy who's done more to put more adversity and scrutiny on his team than he has done to actually help his team win. He opens up his mouth and he cares too much about everything else by besides going out there and performing. And I don't know if anybody else seen this, Tommy, but when they missed a two-point conversion last week versus the Browns, I seen Mike Tomlin in his face because he failed to execute on a play that he should have. So yeah. instead of worrying about the Browns he, being the same old Browns, how about you look at your own performance and try to exactly. step your own damn game up and help your I, team win a game? I want him gone. Get yeah. him out. Put Claypool out the new number one. So is that another – I mean – is that another situation where, like Antonio Brown, Chase Claypool is only excelling because Juju Smith-Schuster is out? I mean, granted, he's nowhere near – he's no Antonio Brown. But. I think Chase is a no. true number one. I think Chase Claypool is a true number one okay. wide receiver. I don't think I don't think Juju is. You know, not everybody no. thought Antonio Brown was crazy no. when he was saying what he was saying. But, I mean, this kid has not produced at all. He's ran his mouth more. He's more concerned about his TikTok videos than helping his team win. You know, I think, honestly, those comments – you know, coupled with, did anybody else, Mike Allen? I you might have you might have seen this. Did anybody else hear the Browns beat reporter, Daryl Ryder? No. Did, what did anybody he say? else hear that story? He went on a Pittsburgh uh, Steelers radio station and kind of you know clowned the Browns. You know, really? Yeah, yeah. Our guy? Yeah, our guy. The one that's on ninety two three all the time. Absolutely. Wow. What was his? Wait, what did he say? He he just basically he trolled the Browns. He literally went on, on Pittsburgh Steelers Station and just trolled the Browns. And he gave some weak explanation about it. But if you go back and listen, uh, Ken Carmen kind of lit him up, you know, about that. So you have that going on from our own beat reporter. You of have, course he did. He's Ken Carmen. Uh, you have Juju's, You have Juju Smith-Schuster, you know. Hey, from, from now on, we don't even call him Juju. His name is John Sherman. That's yeah. his name. I, I just think it's – I don't know. I mean, people are going to talk – when I first seen it, I really didn't have any issue with what he said because this is how the majority feel. Until we go out there and prove it, this is how people are going to think about us. But, I mean, here we are with our backs against the wall. It's just reported their facilities has been closed, so the Browns have not had no practice time in. We haven't been on a football field at all since Sunday when we won a game. Mike Prefer, as I said earlier, has not had an opportunity to get his hands on the team that he's going to be the interim head coach of. Van Pelt hasn't even had the opportunity to call some plays in practice. You got more guys added to the COVID list. Every disadvantage is being thrown at the Cleveland Browns. And for some reason, I still think we're going to walk in the hospital and kick their ass. I hope so, man. Not a chance. I, I, for, the, for the first time, Pearl, and you know, I got the utmost respect. For, I think you, you, this is the first time you don't uh, the lone wolf with this one. I'll be the lone I, wolf. I, I am pissed. I, I, uh, I can't even begin to tell you. I mean, so – uh, Kevin's fan. He was fine Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. He was fine Monday, and then like I said, I was I, I, I got 
these notifications are going crazy. I got Athletic Report, uh, Bleach Report, ESPN Report, Fox Sport, Fox Report. I'm thinking, like, what the hell is Tuesday? What's the problem? Right. You know, so then I look in there, I'm thinking, like, all right, well, you know, like, Kevin Zavansky tested positive for COVID. I'm thinking, like, what? He was just fine, like, you know, two days ago. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, yeah, I mean, well, that's I'm, the thing, though. I mean, he, he still may be fine. He may feel fine, un- unfortunately. No, no, I, think, I, I listened to his press conference yesterday. If you go back... And then if you go back, he, he's there's something wrong. He's not himself. Oh, yeah. really? Which is just Kobe. I get it. I'm just yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. He didn't sound like Kevin Stefanski. But this is like let me let me just lay out for a second, man. Why, why I'm not pro player like anymore. I'm not I'm not saying um, I'm not one of the fans. Oh, listen, and this is gonna sound crazy too. I was so upset like yesterday when it starts. I was like, look, man, one more player hit this Kobe list, just forfeited because they're trying to make a mockery out of it, bro. Like the, the Steelers, they always get, get coddled. Every time it's a COVID situation, they get the back end. They get the best. Uh, we always get the short end of the stick. They had us supposed to play the, the Ravens Thanksgiving. Ten days later, they play the game because of some BS. We don't have a coach, bro. We don't have a coach. Now, I get the first 25 plays of the game is going to be scripted and things like that. Don't, don't, don't sit here and tell me that Prefer, oh, not for, uh, well, I can't even think of his name. Yeah, right help. yeah don't even don't sit here and tell me that that's the same as Kevin Stefanski being on the sideline. These freaking masks and masks, you know, they tell you to mask up everywhere. Put them, put a goddamn mask on them and t- or, or give them a, 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 some kind of like uh hazmat suit. No, not even what the hell is the thing you that you sit in? Give them some them kind of like security booth. Put them in a you booth by itself. These masks are so effective and stuff like that. I mean, come on, man. Like, this is we made it there. And now you tell me that for the first time in 20 years, we're gonna be there. And now you tell me that, oh, well, we don't have a coach. Uh, 17 players on this freaking COVID list. Uh, we, I'm not even a proponent of them postponing the game. The reason why I'm, why I, why I'm gearing away from pro, pro player, the reason why they're not going to postpone this game, why I keep playing it, is because it's an NFL contract year. It's going it's going to affect the players. They're going to get paid more, and it's going to affect them. That's BS, dog. We we we're, we're not we're a disadvantage. We're going to go in there and lose this game fifty to fourteen because like the the shock value going to be that bad. The shock value of you losing your coach, I think, is worth two touchdowns. We this is we had we are on a roll, and you take our play caller, our leader for the first freaking time, we got a leader at at, at the head coach position. The first time he's a leader, there's unquestioned. I'm not. There's no question about his leadership or nothing like that. And then you sit here and tell me. I mean, I, I, I'm just pissed off by it, by the whole thing. Put a, put the masks are so freaking effective, right? Put a mask on them. Put them in a booth somewhere. Put them in a press box. Put them somewhere else and let them co- and let them coach this game. Don't tell me that he got to be sitting in uh, Westlake while we're sitting in uh, at Heinz Field get our ass whooped. Because, like I said, they want to make a mockery out of, out of, out of the situation. I don't know. I don't know what Baker's going to show up for this game. Dude hasn't freaking thrown a football in seven days. And then you tell me that I'm supposed to just go out. I'm supposed to just try out, try out. They haven't practiced. They haven't practiced one time in seven days. And you're telling me that uh, a well-coached Pittsburgh State, they wasn't even at full strength last week. I hate the Steelers. They wasn't even at full strength and we barely beat them. They was not at full strength and we barely beat them. They gonna come in here and whoop our ass because of, all because the NFL want they they want to play. Oh, now we don't have any. They they making up this crap as we as they go. It's stupid. Why? I mean, you get what I'm saying. I mean, I know I'm ranting, but that's no. This is you're, I, you're right. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> I was just dumb. Go ahead. I was so just I'm gonna, gonna respond to all that, but go ahead. I was just gonna say I I think we all kind of echo that sentiment. That's how I feel. Somewhat. Um, not necessarily the the player part of what he's saying, but everything else. Somewhat. So, Mike, I hear everything you're saying. I hear everything you're saying. But this is the thing that I think both of you all are missing, okay? You're pissed. You're pissed. I'm pissed. But look at the reactions and look at, look at how 
you know, we're all responding to responding to this differently. Do you all watch Building the Browns? Have you seen Building the Browns at any point this season? Seen a couple episodes. I haven't seen them all. One of the first things that Kevin Stefanski said is during this special time, during this COVID time, we're going to have to adjust to the adjustment. And the teams that adjust to the adjustment the best will be okay. We've heard him talk about plan B, plan C, plan D, always being in place just in case this happened, that happened, or that happened. This has been the speech all season, okay? I feel like this. This team mirrors the head coach. Kevin Stefanski has kept his composure through so much adversity this year. He has had this team buy into adjust to the adjustment. He has had this team buy into all bite, no bark. So I'm saying that to say this. There's a lot of outside noise going on right now. And, yeah, there's a lot of things that's going to put us at a disadvantage. But, Mike Allen, if this team has truly bought into this culture change, if they have truly bought into what Kevin Stefanski has been preaching all year, Trust me, I think they'll be prepared, and I think they'll be ready to rock and roll. I respect where you're coming from. I respect where you're coming from. I'm saying the shock value of, of, of them waking up Tuesday, saying that the man's not going to be there, it's not, that's not the same as him being on the field. That, that's true, and there is an initial shock value, but I can guarantee you that Kevin Stefanski has already addressed his entire team and has told them, I don't give a damn. You For still sure. go show I, I heard up. On, on, yeah. I, I heard that on the Zoom call. Right. And I'm you, simply saying, all I'm saying is that we haven't practiced in a whole week. That's the only thing that's bothersome. That's the only they thing that's bothersome. Football in seven days. So how can you walk so out there and play a game Sunday? So I'm, he's a professional, so he's going to do it. I'm just simply saying we're at a disadvantage. Like, what is he going to have? His first practice throws are going to be in warm up. I mean, like it's not fair, bro. Like, I mean, okay, let, okay, let me let me tell, let me scale it back. What the hell is going on in Berea? Why is it not happening nowhere else? That's a good question. Fourteen other teams is this not happening? You ain't you ain't, you ain't I haven't heard nothing about Buffalo. I haven't heard nothing about Tampa Bay. I haven't heard nothing about nobody. I'm not even sure if we uh, have they said anything about the players that was on the COVID list last week. Have they been activated? Get this. They say okay, well we're not gonna postpone the game because it wasn't a community spread. How do, how do you how do you how do you gauge that? That 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 that, that tracker that they wear on their neck tell you that oh well he was at Applebee's that's what that, that that's what you are gonna tell me. Well, there's been reports that Stefanski believes that you know when when everything kind of went crazy before the Jets game and they actually made us just go fly out that that we put us at a disadvantage. About that. They should have stayed. They should have just stayed in New York once they played the Giants. They should have just stayed right where show. they were. All of us yep. said that on the show that, that two weeks ago. They should have stayed there in New York. And we probably wouldn't be in this yeah, situation. So now you have Ronnie Harrison who tested positive for COVID. That's going to be on that list. And I'm not even sure about the players who was on the COVID list last week. Are they active this week? Is Taki Taki active? I think they all got activated yesterday. But no Taki Taki, no BJ Goodson, no Denzel Ward. No word on, uh, no, no, no word on that yet. And how long in advance do they have to test negative to get back or whatever? Uh, I mean, it was eight days. You got to have eight, positive, this eight is, positive tests. All right. I, I get it. You know, this is not happening to no other team. Hey, man, but, not, not to cut you off, bro. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Listen. When, when when Denzel Ward got when we, we just uh Sunday played the Steelers and we, we beat him, we was all like, "Cool, I hope we don't play Saturday so Denzel Ward can come back, right?" Because mm-hmm. if he had to play Saturday, he wouldn't. I hope he play Sunday so he can come back. If we play Saturday, he wouldn't be eligible. So now that we get back, now we come back and we, you know, he's back, and then all hell breaks loose. I mean, we played the Jets two weeks ago, so you asymptomatic for two weeks, 
I mean, come on, man. I'm, 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 I'm over this crap, man. I just, this is, uh, it's too much, man. I mean, like we already like got our, got our backs against the wall, got, got our backs against the wall, and now all of a sudden, it, it, this is, this is dumb. I mean, this is. I posted something on my Facebook earlier this week, and I'm, I, of course, that has no bearings on what's going on now. But I feel like for every single team that's in the playoffs, if I was the owner of that said team. I will take my entire organization and I will put them in a hotel for the duration of the playoffs. Because if you keep, you got a month to play if you make it to the Super Bowl. I'm putting my entire organization in a hotel, quarantine, away from their family for a month. I know it's a sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice that's necessary. Imagine this. The Chiefs Bro, you, ma- just said, you, you just said a week ago, two weeks ago, put these dudes in a hotel for a week. Yeah, and I'm, I'm saying they yeah. can't even do that. And, and and that's why I said I'm saying the same thing now because I, for me, I got to protect my investment, right? Can you imagine the Kansas City Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl, right? And the Super Bowl is Sunday, and then Thursday news breaks that Patrick Mahomes has tested positive for COVID. They will move the game. They would. That's ridiculous. We don't get no respect, man. If this was Jerry Jones, I. So what? I, I, what do you think? Are you saying that the game should be played Monday night? Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you a question. Like, no, if they move I, the game I, I, Monday I night, I Tuesday, we don't. We're not gonna have a coach. It don't. It don't matter what day they play. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't even matter if you, I'm not. That's why I said the first thing I said was I don't. I'm not. I don't even care to move the game. I'm just simply saying, what do they? Oh, okay. So everybody's at an advantage. What do they just? What, what do they just put the playoffs back a week? What do they make Wildcard Weekend a, a week? They not. Ain't nothing else going on. I get you can't do that. I, I get it. You know, just start to spur the moment. I, and and I'm just. I'm just bitching because I'm a Browns fan. That's and that's it. So don't get me. I'm not. I'm on my soap. But I'm, I'm. I'm upset because we're not going in there. We worked so hard to get there, and now when we get there, it's some BS. That's why I'm upset about it. I'm not upset. I'm not crying about oh well, you know anything. I'm I'm, I'm upset as I'm I'm gen- I, I am genuinely upset about what's going on. That's why I'm crying and complaining about it because it's not fair. It's like now all all all, all year we had these COVID outbreaks. They moved games up to ten days. Right. So what's the difference now? I'm I'm just saying we lose a. Co- I'm just upset about it. That, 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 I mean that, that it's, it's not it's different strokes to different folks, I guess. Because like like you said, if this happens to Patrick Holmes. Ain't no question they're gonna move the game. Yeah. There's no question there's they're they're gonna make every accommodation for him to be on that field. It's just and then us, and then us they I mean they flat out came out and said flat out we're not moving the game. They said that day one. Yeah, they did. They said that the day after Kevin Stefanski. They said uh, they're not moving. They said we ain't moving nothing. Yeah, they said that. So it wasn't even because it wasn't even a consideration. And why do you make us the prime time game anyway? That's the that's the, 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 okay. I'm cool with the problem. I'm cool with them. You, you mean basically having the number one game of Wild Card Weekend being on Sunday Night Football? Right. But I'm what I'm what I'm saying about that is that's another reason why they why, why, we're like locked into it, bro. They can't cancel a Sunday Night Football game. They can flex one of them. Right. But like I said, they're in the middle of a contract negotiation, so they ain't not making no accommodations. And so worst case scenario, they just move the game a week. I mean, like like they move the whole whole move the damn uh, Wild Card Weekend a week. And like no, I said, nothing else is going on. I know I sound crazy. I, I get it. The, the facility has been has been closed, but I have taken on the energy of my head coach as a fan. And I'm pretty Where sure. Where is this outbreak coming from? I don't know. 17 people? I have no idea. You know. 17 people. Where yeah. what, what's going on in Berea that, that that's not going on in Kansas City and Pittsburgh and Baltimore? Where is this coming from? They're young, they're undisciplined, they're probably not wearing their masks, but, they're going out. But I'm gonna tell you though, I think it's more than that because in the city of Cleveland itself. I can honestly tell you, I know about six people personally that has tested positive for COVID nineteen in the last two weeks. 
in the city of Cleveland alone. Oh yeah, it's that expensive. I know personally. So it seems like I don't know. It just seems like this 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 outbreak, you know, in Northeast Ohio and Cleveland, wherever. It's kind of crazy because I I've through this entire process I have not can I have never been able to say until now that I know so many people at once that has tested positive for COVID. And you want to know what's crazy about that too? And like I said, man, speed recovery to your daughter too. Thank you. Remember me and you had talked before. And it was like a thousand or a million cases or whatever the hell it was. We didn't know nobody. Right. Now, all of a sudden. Yeah. One in six people. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's gotten, it, it has truly gotten to that point. And I'm not understanding, you know, Ronnie Harrison said he felt fine. Mac Wilson, he said he felt fine. These, it sucks. I mean, these are the breaks. This yeah. is, these are the breaks. It's but, a hell of a break. I mean, this is, I mean, that's, a, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, 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 I'm over it, man. Like, well, that's Cleveland, I feel like. I mean, this is, this is, you said that's the break that we get, but that this is just par for the course for us, I feel like. You know, anything that can go wrong will go wrong but, here. But let me say this. At the end of the day, we still got to show up and play the game, no matter what the circumstances are. And when I'm looking at both teams here, we can do some things that Pittsburgh can't do. I'm not going to cut you off. I'm not going to cut you off no more. Then Adam Schefter says, if one more positive test, then they'll reconsider. Who, who came up with the number of players? I have no idea. They make, they make it, them, like you said, they make they it up. They wake up and say, you know what? This is, We're going to make this rule today. This is the history of the NFL, though. No matter what the situation is, they're going to make it up as they go. They're going to bend the rules as they see fit to bend the rules, et cetera. I can remember the year that Sean Payton was suspended for Bounty Gate. And Drew Brees were, uh, was approaching some record. And they allow Sean Payton to be in attendance of the game, even though the rules say you can't be around the team if you're suspended. So the NFL does the, I mean, they do things as they go. But here, here's my thing. Let's, let's not talk about the circumstances. Let's talk about what's going to happen when we get on the football field. The Pittsburgh Steelers struggle to run the ball. They struggle to stop the run. The Browns run the ball pretty damn well. Okay. This is the playoffs. Things get tight on the backside. I think we all know that. I think the game is called totally different when you get to this time of year i believe that the browns are are going to be able they're going to have to be able to run the ball effectively in order to have a chance to win this game and i think that they will i think pittsburgh's defense has been suspect for the last four or five weeks they're going to be without joe hayden in this game they will have tj watt they will have cam hayward they will have mika fitzpatrick but you know joe hayden has been anchoring that cornerback position for this team and I look at this as if the Browns can come in there, if we can get the running game going early, be able to sustain that and play off of that, I really think we'll be okay. I truthfully think we'll be okay. And I know, you know, all the surrounding circumstances around it, I know it sounds bad, it looks even worse on paper, but I just have a hard time believing that this team is not motivated by the adversity. Because these are the things, I mean, pressure makes diamonds or bust pipes. And if this team has truly taken on the mantra of the head coach, I really truly believe they're motivated because don't nobody think they're going to win. Nobody thinks they have a chance. Hell, even our own beat reporter doesn't think so. And I'm telling you, you think a player like Juju from an opposing team, they're nothing but playing great faces? Really? Really? What the hell have you done to help your team? Not much. Not, Not much at all. Exactly. Th- those are the type of things that, you know, I think kind of lights the fuel to the fire. Okay, so, yeah. This is the t- – and, Mike, I get it. This is a pretty screwed-up situation, but adjust to the adjustment. Let's look at the pros. The pros is that Kevin Stefanski, virtually or not, has been with this team all week. 
the pros is Kevin Stefanski is getting them prepared for it as much as he can and the best way that has given to him now. He's not crying about it. He's not moaning about it. He's saying, okay, this is what it is. This is what the situation at hand is. Let's prepare to the best of our ability with what we have. And I can guarantee you that he's doing that right now. Does it suck that we can't get on a practice field? Hell yeah. It, it does. Pisses me off to the fullest. But we got one more day. Hopefully we can get out there and get a solid practice in tomorrow. You know, a quick walkthrough, whatever the case may be. At least so that, you know, Van Pilt can get some some play calling under his belt. As far as Mike Prefer taking over the team, special team coaches, they know both sides of the ball. We know that. We, we know that. But I'm going to tell you, it's special for that man. This opportunity is special for that man. Does anybody here know where Mike Prefer is from? He's from right here. Seriously? He's from right here. He's He's from right here. Getting an opportunity to go coach a team that he grew up loving against their arch rival in the playoffs. That's crazy. So I'm telling you all, like, I get it. Our backs is against the wall. Nobody is giving us a chance, and it looks god-awful. But if we, if we go out there and we show up and we establish the run game and we play a lick of defense against a big being who has showed outside of one half against the Colts that he cannot be the same player he once was, I'm not going to sit up here and count us out. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, go off on this whole tirade that, you know, we don't have a chance. I think we have a, a great chance. And I'm telling you, I think that their organization uh, – People inside that organization, like a Juju, doesn't help their cause much. No, not at all. He he needs to leave. He's gone. I mean, think about it. Pittsburgh has not been able to run a ball all season. Why is all of a sudden? Why do all of a sudden people feel like you know they're going to come out there and all of a sudden be able to do something they haven't been able to do for sixteen weeks? Big Ben has showed you more often than not in the last eight weeks who he is. Why does people think all of a sudden that's going to go out there and it's going to change? Yeah, we might not have Stefanski on the sidelines, but him and Van Pelt has been together all year. So Van Pelt is not like he's he he doesn't have a blue clue of what place to go and, and how to go about things. And I can guarantee you this, too. Yeah, that game was close last week, Mike. And, yeah, we almost lost to their second stream. You can look at it like that, but we won a game. We did enough to win. And I can also guarantee you that the Browns didn't show them a damn thing. And I think that's why that score possibly was what it was. I can guarantee you the Browns didn't show them a damn thing. Thing last week. No, if they were smart, they wouldn't have because they knew they were going to see him again next week. Right. I almost passed out on that onside kick when the hands team caught the ball with his knees. Like, hey, yeah, that tight end man. I hope he was a uh, bruh. Go <laughs> play the ball, man. What? So when that ball was between his legs, I was like, oh god. Like, that's because he sat back there and waited for it to come. Run up and dive on it, man. What are you doing? You're not I, a shortstop. Even they're I, supposed I, to charge the ball. You know, you know, I've got the utmost respect for you, Pearl. I hear everything you're saying, man. I just look at, like, you know, when uh, this team, like, you, you keep saying this team is taking on the identity of its head coach. That means everything going both ways, meaning, like, okay, they got his identity, but then the shock value of this man is not here. Like, you know, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it, that, that means something. I mean, I, I don't know if you're trying to say that it doesn't mean nothing or if you're just saying that, you know, we just got to have this identity. I'm just saying the man ain't here. And there is a difference when your play caller isn't there. So I don't want to hear – from like them then saying, okay, well, I ain't saying all the right stuff. They had to say, they know, obviously, like Dr. Jarvis Landry ain't going there and be like, yeah, man, got to go in and get our ass with, man. I understand. They're not going to say that. Do I want to see the Brown win? You know, I want to see the Brown win. I'm just saying, as a realist, I'm not comfortable with how this whole thing played out. And like I said, I just got, I'm just, I'm just upset. I am, I am pissed. 
I'm more pissed about this than like you know just because we get there and we don't even get a fair shake. We ain't going out there with our 53. We're not going out there with our head coach. We're not. Even I feel so bad for Joe Batonio. You you feel like this because of the so unknown. There's a lot of unknown with that, right? So everything you, know? you just said is a lot of unknown. But guess guess who is who else is unknown to? It's unknown. It's unknown to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They yeah. don't have a clue what we're gonna do when we step on that field. They don't know what to prepare yeah. for. And I think, Mike, you think that they're gonna you think they're gonna walk into Pittsburgh and get destroyed just because you're used to that and you've become accustomed to seeing the Browns get slapped at Heinz Field. I like like Pearl was saying, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, myself included. I am nervous about this game, even with no Stefanski. I have that same feeling I had going into that Cowboys game this year where they barely won. I think it could be a potential trap game, right? Pearl has the same feeling about this game that he did about the Tennessee game where Baker went in there and lit them up. So do I think Pittsburgh will win? Yes, but I do not think it's going to be 50-14 to 14 like you're saying. I'm just simply saying we haven't been on a practice field. We've practiced one time in two weeks. Baker has done football in since Sunday. It's about to be Sunday, like you said, probably in one day. I mean, one day look, dude, at the end of the day, I, I think what he's trying to say is it figures. You know, we're first time in 18 years we're here, and now we can't even practice. We can't get together. We can't talk. Our head coach is gone. It's just like, man, what other, what else can you pile on top of this game? And then that's my next question. Where do you go from here? Do we like? Let's just say we do win. Do we have any shot in the next? I think if we win this game, I think it puts us in a better position because we we're gonna we're just showing that we can keep overcoming adversity. Eventually, Kevin Stefanski is gonna come back. Eventually, the players that's on the COVID list is gonna come off the COVID list. So if we are able to go in there and somehow win this game, then yeah, once we come out of here, I think we're uh, you're gonna be looking at our next opponent like okay. Now the Browns got the coach back. Okay. Now the Browns got this player back. Now the Browns got this player back. Okay. And if they did this without their head coach, and if they did this without those players, then yeah, our our chances in in national media eyes anyway is going to look even more like okay, yeah, we can go beat our next opponent. I, I'm just saying, like I get it. Kevin Stefanski is not there. I get it. Joe Batono is not there. But it's next man up, and it's been like that every single season in the NFL. Problem, and I'm not, I'm not joking. This is going to be funny when I say this. The problem is next man up. The problem is there's 17 next man up. That's the truth. But again. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's not like, you know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Like, I, again, monster, I'm not trying to be funny when I say that. Our head coach said. Down. But Mike, our head coach said from the beginning, adjust to the adjustment. That's what this season is all about. And that doesn't just, I mean, here we are. We have to adjust to the adjustment. Nobody's going to make no excuses for us. Nobody is going to change the situation for us. We know it. that. I, and I I, I I totally understand where you're coming from with that. I'm just crying and complaining as, like Mike was saying, this is this is what it is. I mean, <laughs> like we work our ass off to get here, and then that's what this is what this is the head that we dealt. You know, you see what I'm saying? It's like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this crap, man. I, I said, just go play it. I mean, we all from the city, right? Is this not? Is I mean, we're from Cleveland. We're always the underdog. You know, people are always betting against us. We're always the ones counted out. Not just our sports team, but us as residents of this city. And what do we always typically do? We rise to the occasion. We overcome the adversity. We shock the world. That's what we typically do. And I'm, I, I feel like this. The fact that so many people want to run their mouth and make a mockery of us, you know, rather it be our own beat reporters or somebody from another team, Fine, that's nothing but motivation. That puts a chip on the shoulder. We got some edgy guys on this team. 
Baker won't come out and say it, but Baker knows everything that's been said about this team. And I'm telling you, it's almost like this. Almost like the Tennessee game for me, man. Tommy, it's 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 almost like the same feeling. It's almost like okay, okay. You better believe Jarvis is letting people know this is what's being said. They're like, yeah. okay. And I pray to God Denzel Ward plays. I pray to God Denzel yeah. Ward plays because I'm telling you, Juju won't have a damn catch in that game. We've no. seen Denzel shut down much better wide receivers than Juju Smith Schuster. You think he'll play? You think he'll be lined up with Juju? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Go get him. You yeah. go get him. Since you want to run your well, uh, 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 we seen what Money Mitch did versus Claypool last week, and I, I felt so bad for that man. <laughs> he was jumping on his back trying to get up there to catch the ball. <laughs> Listen, Pittsburgh is a quality opponent. We're going to get their best shot. They're going to be ready to play because their head coach always have them ready to play. But I just really think that Kevin Stefanski has changed the entire culture to the fact that Mike Prefer and Van Pilt can step in and get the job done. I really believe that. I'm more concerned about Joe Batonio not being on the field versus Kevin Stefanski not being on the sideline. That's a bigger concern to me versus who's calling the plays and who's running the sideline. We don't have our Pro Bowl left guard. That's a problem. Now, we want to talk about an issue. That's an issue right there. You think TJ lines up on the left side then? I think TJ will travel, truthfully. I think yeah, he'll travel. I don't think it matter with him. Yeah. yeah. Let's think, talk about his brother. His brother. Uh, you think what I'm thinking? Bring him. Bring him. He got something left in the tank. Opposite side, Miles Garrett? He got something left in the tank. I you th- think he would go to Cleveland and not to Pittsburgh to join his other two brothers? JJ seems like one of those guys, man. He, he, yeah, competitive. I see that. Yeah, he, he, he's a competitor. He don't want to go play with you. He want to beat you. I have heard some crazy rumors that Deshaun Watson actually wants out of Houston in Pittsburgh. Can you imagine Pittsburgh if they got Deshaun Watson? I think the rumors is legit, and I think he has every right to feel the way he feels. But yeah, I can't tell somebody not to go get your money, but you signed that extension last year. You know, yeah. and this is what I don't understand yeah. is how guys can contractually commit to a situation and then turn around and say, okay, I don't like it. I want out. Like, when they, and you committed to this contract after they traded Hopkins, I would have never yeah. signed a long term extension with the Houston Texans. You know, the Houston Texans had the third worst record in the league. That third pick is now belongs to the Miami Dolphins. What, what did they initially trade with them? To Larry Tunsil. Oh, Houston. Exactly. And he, he leads the NFL in passing yards, too. And exactly. They four, and they went 4-12. and 12. I oh think that – I don't think they are trading, first of all. But, you know, somebody will have to, like, blow them away. I'm talking, like, your yeah. best player plus three or first – four first-round draft picks. Like, well, literally. let's say, what if both of our crazy scenarios come true? What if, in a, a hypothetical situation – Deshaun Watson goes to Pittsburgh and Dak Prescott goes to the Browns. Is the AFC North the greatest division of all time? Absolutely. Absolutely. All four teams would be 10 and 6 plus. Yeah. Down the road eventually. Yeah. I mean, because you look at the AFC North right now. and it, It's the best division clear. Yeah. Easy. And the thing is, if Joe Burrow don't get hurt, the Bengals probably got a few more wins under their belt. Absolutely. So, because that that they're coming. You know they actually yeah. they they actually finally drafted well last year, and um, they showed. I think that it sucks that he got injured. Obviously, prayers up to him. But 
I think that actually helped their draft status. You know, now go they get got an offensive top- lineman. Go get a left tackle. Yeah. They got another top five pick going into next year with a potential healthy Joe Burrow. They're going to be good. They were good this year. I don't know. I think the Browns win this game, to be honest. I don't know Joe B going to be a pain in our ass for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yes, he will. I'm just glad that we're talking about the Browns in the playoffs versus, you know, who's going to be the next head coach versus who we're going to draft. Yeah. We haven't crossed that threshold yet. I mean, yeah, we've hit hit some adversity, but so what? I'm gonna quit beating the dead horse, man. Where was y'all that Tuesday when y'all found out this crap was happening? Oh man, I think I was in my car riding somewhere. And did you do? Did you just pull over and go to the 40 bridge, or you were you just like, yeah, man, this is crazy? I mean, I it went from Mike, man. You hear me saying, man, like, what, what the hell? Like, I'm like, what, dude? I, whoa, when you started texting everybody about this, I, I kind of, I just was... laughed. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, be that guy. <laughs> You know what, Tommy? That was my reaction too. I I just <clears throat> I was more upset about the Lindor trade. Uh, yes. This just is same old Browns to me. I feel like, and I'm just no, being. That a- happened Friday. I mean, that, that no, that happened Thursday. I'm talking about Tuesday afternoon at 11:30 when this stuff started breaking. I mean, like I said, everything I had the athletic bleach report. I mean, everything was just seeing like, man, damn. Uh, we were in class. I was kind of like blown away. Yeah, we. I think we were sitting in class. You were texting us. Like I was just. I was kind of like, wow, like, here we go. But I can't, I can't say that. I'm going to be honest. I was expecting something to happen. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, right? it's, it's us. I was truly expecting something crazy to happen. And, yeah, it's happening to us right now. But, yeah, as the playoffs go along, trust me, this won't be the only crazy COVID situation. No. I'm just curious. Like I said, I don't wish this on nobody, man. I'm just saying, if this is like the Roonies or Jerry Jones or I don't, I don't think this is an issue. Like I just, I don't even think they think twice about making more accommodations to play. The, you know what I mean? To make it more competitive. Okay, because like like you just said, hindsight, hindsight, 2020 or force. Let's foreshadow. God forbid, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson or Tom Brady catches this. When. They would move, dude. They would move heaven and earth to make it to accommodate it for them. Yes, absolutely. And 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 I I keep saying I'm not a proponent of moving it because it's not going to matter because they can't move it far enough to where Kevin Stefanski will be back. I'm just pissed that it's happening. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm just more pissed that it's happening. What are you gonna? I mean, I I think that's the same boat we're all in. No one wanted this shit to happen, this stuff to happen, but you know, (laughs) um. Yeah, so that, that I, I, again, I just expected this, something. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I, I told you guys a couple of weeks ago with the Browns, I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop, always. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, never. You know, I mean, this is a Jordan or a Nike or something. Yeah. This is... No, this is like a, this is like a steel-toed nine-inch work boot that fell on your head. Um, <laughs> th- yeah, this was rough, but. What are you going to do, man? Like, I, I hate to roll back to what Pearl said because I don't want to be on that. Uh, next man up, man. I want to be mad about it, but he's right. Just get over it. Next man up. Let's go do what we do. We need to step up. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Luckily, you know I mean? they're not all in the same position, right? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, they just got to hope that the, the Steelers team that lost to the Bengals shows up. Hey, man, I hope if, the Steelers if team. If that happens, then I just hope this moving on. The Steelers team we played last week shows up. If that happens, I think we'll we'll move on. 
if we do win this game, who do we play next? I didn't even look that far. I think probably Buffalo. It's, fine it's, Buffalo, it's Buffalo regardless, I think, because Pittsburgh wins, they play Buffalo. Assuming Buffalo wins. I mean, they just dropped 56 on Tua. Who's Buffalo playing? Uh, the Colts. We got three. Man, we got three games both days. I like. I love that. Yeah. I don't know, Mike, man. So, what, I mean, so what do y'all think? Is, like, what's, what's your synopsis of the game? Like, we'll pick up. We'll pick the scores later. But what do y'all think happens? Like, y'all think it's just like a, like it ain't gonna be no slug fest. What do y'all think? What do y'all think? I think the Browns is gonna try to establish the running game and probably try to play ball control offense. I think the Steelers are actually gonna try to go downfield on us. Deep threat. Yeah, I think so. I think. Yeah. I think that Mason Rudolph probably showed some things last week that Mike Tomlin might want to try to captive, but I'm not sure Big Ben can do it. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah, that, well, that second half against the Colts and last get, last week against the Browns exposed that the Steelers are most successful, you know, when they throw those 30-yard passes to Claypool, to Johnson, to Washington, to Juju maybe even. No, like they the, are not a run team at all. I respect what Mike Tomlin even said. He was just like, they was like, yeah, you see the Browns got the Kobe? He was like, I don't give a damn. I respect that. <laughs> I mean, that's, he was like, I don't care. Like, shit. Like, I got I to gotta go out there with a game. Yeah. And he ain't feeling sorry for us. And that's why I'm saying Kevin Stefanski is like, he's probably told the team, like, yeah, I got COVID. Okay. And so what? Moving on. Nobody's going to feel sorry for us. You still got to prepare. You still got to go out there. You got to get ready to go in. Yeah. The game, they're, yeah. I mean, they're clearly not moving the game. So, I mean, this is, this is what it is. Is it the best situation to be in? No. But we could be sitting at home on the couch. Hey, be thankful that there's not 68,000 screaming Yenzers there. Yeah, uh, Little things like that, you know? They're not letting anyone in? Uh, friends and family. Oh, really? That's it? So, it was supposed to be 5,500 like they did for three home games this year, but PA governor, nope, not allowed. So, the max number is 2,500 for everything, for both teams, all their staffs, all their broadcast teams. Al, Chris, everybody. So the only fans that will be there will be like friends and family of the players. So, but regular people like you and me, no fans. I really hope they get a hold of this before next season, bro. Now what happened? Pearl's over here looking like he just lost something. Important. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just looking at the schedule. Oh. Oh, you see, I picked my phone up to see what you're looking at. So I was like. So you got the Bills versus the Colts Saturday, Rams versus Seahawks. Buccaneers versus Washington, then Sunday Bears and Saints, Ravens, Titans, Browns, Steelers. Which game are you most excited for? Not the Browns. Mm-hmm. I want to see what Tampa Bay gonna do. Cause I, I like, I yeah. like. Uh, yeah. I gotta go with that. I, I'd love to see what Tom's got, and I, I kind of want to see what, um, what's his face does to, to Brady from Washington. Why can't I think of the guy that Chase played Young. Chase Young? I'm calling upset. Yeah, I think so too. I, I call upset. I think Washington can beat. I actually, I'm not gonna lie. I like the Washington football team. I like, I like what they got going on. I love the defense over there. I, Ron Rivera is a hell of a head coach. You got some weapons on the offense, man. That's a team that's a quarterback away. They got a running game. Yeah. They got, yeah. pat, they got people that can catch the ball. They got a hell of a front seven. They secondary is one of the best in the league. They are literally a quarterback away from being somebody that you got to deal with. Yeah, they thought that was Alex yeah. Smith, at yeah. least for the rest of this year. I mean, year. at least for the rest of this year, it will be. But I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, Matt Stafford might be moving on. Matt Ryan might be moving on from their current situations. Uh, that's not a bad landing spot. No. You know, Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. You know. How the mighty have fallen there, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 
I was rooting for uh I want I, I want to see Brady in the Super Bowl just because I want to see the, that team the team that's hosting the Super Bowl be in it. I think that'd be pretty cool. I, I don't have a dog in that race, but I just thought that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I think the Browns versus Packers is going to be a great Super Bowl. It was sure. a there was a bowl game just the other day or last week that the people that were in it were it was at their home stadium. Uh, Georgia versus Cincinnati. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's such crap. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I see Tommy laughed at me. Yeah. Browns, Packers, and I got a friend, actually, who is a – his second team is the Packers for the sole reason that they beat the Steelers in that one Super Bowl, and he is a Packers fan to this day because Aaron Rodgers took down Big Ben. So it is his worst nightmare for it to be Browns Packers. So if I so. if I had a second team, my second team would be the Packers. Um, really, I'm 33, and when I start becoming a diehard Browns uh, football fan, I, yeah. as a kid, the Browns weren't weren't here. Brett Favre is probably my all time favorite uh, quarterback. Um, my cousin was actually drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Um, I just love the culture. I love like the, I mean, just the yeah. culture. How the team. I can respect like the whole small market thing, yeah, right? Like yeah. they're they're the only publicly owned franchise I think in all of sports. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I was watching. Yeah, the, I love that. Yeah, like I was watching the Packers at a time where Favre was there, Dorsey Levins was there. I mean, the, the late great Reggie White. So the, the, it, they were easy to root for when we didn't have a team. Yeah, and I kind of you know always have paid attention to what they have going on. So. See, that's where uh, Ohio State when the Browns disappeared. Um, I mean, I'm a little, a little older than you and Tommy. Not much, but uh, I I remember the Browns, and then I remember them leaving too, which sucked. But that's where the Buckeyes picked up for us. We, when there was no more Browns to watch, it was all Ohio State all the time, and has been ever since, honestly. Time to pick the game. I think it's about that time, yeah. yeah. 15 minutes to go in the show. It's time to pick the game. Let's start with the uh, Steelers fan. I'm about to say, I'll go. You already know where I'm going. Let's go with the Steelers fan. Let's let's start with, with him. How do you see this game? What do you see the final right. score being? I see this game as a potential trap game. Potential. I do, like, I have the same feeling going into this game as I did when the Steelers played Dallas this past year and they're heavily, heavily, heavily favored and ended up winning by five on the last possession, last play actually. Right. And um, I do think the Steelers will win this game. It's really sucks. It's unfortunate what's happened to the Browns, but it's a divisional opponent. It's playoff football. It's AFC North primetime wildcard weekend football. Don't ever count anybody out. Okay. They're professional football players too. No matter who they put on the field, they're still professional football players go out there and play the game. I think Nick Chubbs gets two rushing touchdowns. Baker has one touchdown, but Cody Parkey misses an extra point. Steelers 34, Browns 20. You think we lose about two touchdowns? Two touchdowns. I mean, it's not 38 to 7, but not 24 22. 34 20, Pittsburgh. It's par for the course this year. Pearl. 
With all the adversity going on, I think adversity either makes a man or breaks a man. I think it either creates diamonds or it busts pipes. I think that the Cleveland Browns culture has changed due to the head coach, Kevin Stefanski, and I think everybody inside the organization um, has let that energy transfer onto them, and it's showed on the football field and, for the most part, off the football field. Um, At the end of the day, the Pittsburgh Steelers have struggled to stop the run. They have struggled to run the football themselves. And even though they are a 12-4 and football team over the last six weeks of the season, they have not looked like a quality football team. The Browns, on the other hand, has faced adversity, has played quality opponents, and win or lose has showed that we are now a quality football team. I think last week when we beat them, yeah, it was an ugly win, but it was a win. I don't think the Browns really showed their full hand. I understand that Pittsburgh was undermanned, but people forget, so were we. Uh, I think we go into Hinesfield, no matter the adversity that we're under, and I think the Browns find a way to pull this one out. I'm going to say the Browns win this game 28-24. Not a bad pick. It definitely makes Monday more, or, yeah, Monday more interesting for us, no? I got Browns 28-24. Mike? So, you already know where I'm going. Um uh, I, I think that uh, Kevin Stefanski not being there is worth two touchdowns. Um, I just I'm, I'm not comfortable with what's going on, and I, I think we go in there. I don't think we I think we come out flat, man. But I just don't. I think we come out flat, and that's gonna cost us. And I think we end up losing like probably like 35. I'll say 35, 21. I would say 14, but I don't want to be like too disrespectful. I, I'm not comfortable at all at this game. So I just say 35, 21. Wow. I, I'm not, what did I say? What did I, I don't even remember. Yeah, 35 21. I'm a realist here. I understand what we're up against, the uphill battle. You know what I mean? But uh, I still got to pick my brownies this week, dude. I, I think I think because of what we talked about earlier, being the fact that every time, you know, it, good, we're underdogs. Count us out. You know, we can't do nothing. Ohio State always tends to rise to the challenge. I'm going to say 28 24, Cleveland. Browns Look, that's plagiarism, Mike. Huh? That's the same exact score. Just plagiarism. reversed. <laughs> I oh, have Pittsburgh. Nice pro the question. Huh? Sure. What's with Baker? Uh, that's quarterback now. That's I didn't say. Quarterback. <laughs> that's my quarterback. I All just right. really, I just really think that the Browns are, are going to be able to get the run game going early. So you think we're going to come out flat, and I don't. I think that we're going to come out. I think we're going to try to establish the run. And if we're successful doing that, I think we're going to lean on that most of the game. I think we're going to be able to wear down that defense. Um, I think Nick Chubb is going to have a big day. I do. You're talking you like 21 for Two bills? Uh, I don't know. I won't say that. I won't say that. But How many, how just, many picks do you think are thrown in this game total? Two. Both by Baker. Yeah, that sounds right. I think both by Big Ben, to be honest. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm not trying to come in here overly cocky or overly confident uh, about what's going on. But, I mean, I just trust what my eyes have shown me. And, mm-hmm. like I said, the the situation is the, my biggest concern is Joe Petonio not being there. But you will see early on if that's going to have a major effect or not. If the Browns can still, like, you know, throw somebody in, throw Kendall Lamb in there, and he can hold up and then we can run the ball effectively – then we'll be fine. But if not, we'll be in trouble. But at the same time, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't look at the Steelers team and I don't get scared. I don't. I don't get overly worried. At the end of the day, like yeah, we have a lot of players that are still on the COVID list, but that's been the case for a while. You got to still show up and play. It's the NFL. Show up and play. Hey, Mike, man, tell uh, tell our listeners where they can find us at now. Since you, uh... yeah, we um, you can check us out now. Uh, find us on Anchor. You can find us on Spotify. You could find us on Google Plus podcasts. Uh, there's a whole wide range of them. Um, I, I'm actually working on getting us on to Apple Podcasts as well. Keep a lookout for the Coffee Club OMS. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Next week, man, I'm going to have something real funny for you, man. Yeah? I'm going to have, like, a real in- – it's, it's like a, you know, it's a show inside joke, but it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, hilarious. By the time we uh, we all meet with you all next week, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes will be national champs. The Browns will yes, be sir. moving on. No, you can play. You can, you can play us out, and uh, we're gonna be coming at you probably all together. You know, I miss you guys' faces in person. Yeah, that's maybe the not yours, thing. Mike. Hey, maybe not what? yours. We didn't have a, we didn't have a pros pick second this week. Put applause for that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I hope Cleveland has a great weekend, a safe weekend, man. Go Browns, go Buckeyes, go Cavs. Dolan, sell the damn team. Please. Yes. Well said. All right. Except the Browns part, but yeah. Yeah. Pearl came to Jedi now. He had my couch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just say bye and get out of here. Nah, I can't do that today. Ha ha. (laughs) All right. We'll see y'all later. Love you guys.